This is the last week of our series called I Am. Uh, who was here last week and heard Pastor Paul preach? The guest speaker. He was good last week, man. He he talked about what, what, what I loved of what he talked about because I told him, I said, stay in the identity DNA because that's what the series is about. And he killed it. I think, I think talking about taking a risk and not just being a fan of Jesus, which is part of an identity, and be a follower of Jesus, which is an identity, and take the risk. And I loved how he preached it last week. And then week one, my first week, I mentioned about um, being holy, where I talked about how you don't have to do anything or jump through hoops to be holy. Peter said, if God is holy in Christ, you are holy. Because we get it mixed up. We get it mixed up where we think we have to do something to be holy. In all reality, if you know that you already are holy, you're going to want to do holy things. So that's what I wanted to reiterate because 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 someone encouraged me with that the, a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's doing it again. Stopped it. Wait, did it stop? Okay. I want to turn off this this Rachel. Could you come right here and turn off that that speaker? That speaker's the devil. There's a demonic spirit in that thing. Turn it off. Yeah, it is a speaker. It's a joke. <laughs> the Lord's trying to talk to you through some like buzzing. Okay, just shut it off. Okay, thank you, Lord. Okay, so first week I talked about being holy, that you don't have to jump through hoops. Now, it doesn't mean that that you're just holy and then you just do crazy stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that you don't have to try because our culture is so taught of having to try to do everything, having to try to be something, to be this and be that. And then we take it into the church and we think, I have to do this, do a backflip, jump over sharks to be holy. It's not true. Being holy is a part of who you are in Christ. And with that comes the fruits of holiness. So to break some people free from that, because I got to talk with someone and they were saying how it, that's how they, were, they always thought it was. They always believed that they had to do something to be holy because holiness was a lot in their family. And they thought they had to do this and that X, Y, Z to be holy. Okay, it's not the speaker. Um, he, you have to do X, Y, Z to be holy. But in all reality, the truth of the matter is, is that you don't have to try. And so it was very, very encouraging for me because I need that sometimes. Because, because my natural tendency as a human being is to think that, that I'm perfect. So now everybody else has to be perfect. And it's not true. My natural tendency has to understand that everyone is specifically designed the way God designed them. And that shows you that no matter who you are, because if Peter's saying that, someone who's rowdy, crazy, talks a lot, all this stuff is aggressive, I'm pretty sure if he, God told him that, he can tell each and every one of you that you are holy for he is holy. So that was week one. Now, trying to get to my verse, I completely passed it up. So I'm going to jump in Jeremiah chapter one. This really surprised me. Because I was reading the beginning of Jeremiah a couple weeks ago. And this is the beginning. Jeremiah was a prophet called by God. And one of the things that caught my eye in the scripture was that he's a, he was a very young human being. Some people don't know what age he was. Nobody knows like how old he was. But there was something he says in there that really caught my eye that I need to get to if I can find it. I want to read it to y'all. Jeremiah chapter 1. There we go. Verse 4. Verse 4. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. And the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. 
Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, he said, Jeremiah, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and whatever and say whatever I tell you. And do not be afraid of the people for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. So you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow others. You must build up and plant for the final week of the series. I'm calling it. I am called. I know Pastor Paul had a different title last week, but I'm going to stay in the vein of what I was doing. I am called the context of what I want to tell you about why this scripture speaks out to me is that the context of what's going on. King Solomon was king for a very, very, very long time. And after his death, there was division that happened. The southern kingdom and the northern, that's not southern, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, they were against each other. And actually, let me read it actually. So southern kingdom, no, northern kingdom was Israel and the southern kingdom was called Judah. And Jeremiah was in Anathoth. Anathoth, four miles north of Jerusalem from the southern kingdom. So what caught my eye where Jeremiah was located, he was located between the two kingdoms. Jerusalem was more to the northern, but still he wasn't in one specific area. He was between northern and southern kingdoms. And that showed me something that kind of gave me a glimpse of how God calls you He doesn't have to call you to something when everything is good. He doesn't have to call you to a purpose when everything's going great, when you feel prepared to be called or whatever, this and that. That's not the heart of God. He will call you while there's a division between a southern kingdom and a northern kingdom. And he will call you in a place where one is against another. And that's what Jeremiah was in. That was the the situation in his in his time. One of the things was it was chaotic politically, morally, and spiritually. Hello. As Babylonia, Egypt, and Assyria battled for world supremacy. So Jeremiah was in a very, very, very tough situation. A very young man was in a in a battle between both northern, I keep doing that, northern and southern kingdoms. And he's having to fight with the political part, the moral part, and the spiritual part, however young he was, and God called him. How crazy is that? That God called him at a young age to fight against a northern and a southern kingdom. One of the things that I think stopped Jeremiah for a second, and I want to hit on this. I'm not. Uh, this is an encouraging word telling you that you're called. Like each and every one of you has a calling for something, whether it's work, whether it's ministry, whatever the dilemma is for you, whatever God's put a desire in your heart to do, you're called to it. It's a purpose for you that God's going to equip you to do. But Jeremiah had a problem, very big problem. He, what is what I call, he limited himself. 
If I read it again, put up verse four. Is it verse four? No, five. I'm sorry. Verse five. Verse five. I knew you before. Okay, no, sorry. Next verse. My bad. That's the encouragement God gave him. But this is what Jeremiah says in return. God just gave him the most biggest encouragement. Like, I know you. I created you. You're my son. And he says, oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm limited. I'm too young. And that caught me. Because as I'm reading it, he has the God of the universe, someone who knows Jeremiah very, very well because he created him, telling him, telling the God of the universe, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. I'm too little. I'm not enough. You know, the self-talk that we tell ourselves, I'm not this, or I'm not that, or I'm not tall, or I'm not too short. I'm not, I don't know who will ever say I'm too short. (laughs) That's a good thing. It's okay. I'm too this and I'm too that. I'm too big. I'm too skinny. I'm too this and I'm too that. We, he limited himself to that. I'm too young. And then God says afterwards, uh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So if you try to limit yourself, I will unlimit that. Because that's what God does. He wants to unlimit you. Because calling doesn't happen when you're set, when you're ready. It happens when you let the lid off of your limitation. There was a phrase that a, that a minister had spoken before that really spoke to me. He said, when you label something, you limit something. And that caught my, that caught my attention. I was like, ooh, that's kind of good. But it's so true. When you say, example, I'm an idiot, you're limiting yourself. When you tell yourself, Anything. And it can be a, it can be funny. Oh, I'm an idiot today. Like, like, oh, that's so funny. It's not when you tell yourself that every day. It's not funny when you tell yourself that all the time. It's not even when people say it. The, the more depressing part, especially for me, is when I tell myself that. Is when you really tell yourself, I'm this. And when you label it, now you're limited. Now you can't do it. God, it's not that God can't use you. God can totally use you. But the problem is not God not doing it. The problem is, is that I limited myself. Roadblock. I made a roadblock on myself. Now I can't do it because I'm too young. Calling for me when I was called, and that's why I love this message because it, it hits my domain. Because I've been, I've been called. I'm here. I'm, I'm doing what I'm called to do. And some of the, one of the biggest things that I've had to learn was that it's really bugging me. I'm ADHD. Uh, it bothers me. Anyways, so <laughs> I can't stop listening to it. It's so funny. Oh, so actually, you know what? I want to start with this. So. Have you ever like waved at someone or like said hello and they just did not say anything back? Like you yelled at them like 5,000 times and they're just like, I didn't hear you. Like I promised I did not hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't hear me. So the biggest thing that, 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 you know, when someone, when someone, you know, you're waving at and they just don't respond back. It's a funny thing because it's like, yeah, I called you like a thousand times and you still said, Oh, I did not hear you. Yes, you did. Don't even act like you didn't hear me. I literally waved at you and said at the top of my lungs. And it's so funny because I, I, this happens to me a lot. Maybe I'm just quiet. 
But but every time, every time I say hi to anyone or wave at anyone, they're just like, like they make that face, right? Like, they, like he's coming this way. So, 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 but when that happens, like it's awkward, like you're waving at someone or you're trying to say hi. Brianna, I'm trying to wave at you. Okay, yeah, see, see, but that's the thing. She doesn't, she doesn't know. I'm just waving for, you know, illustration. I'm just looking at her. But, but you, you feel, and I'm going to get real for a second. If you feel like they don't notice, you feel like they don't, they don't hear you or understand you. You feel like they're not really listening to you. And it becomes difficult because it's like, it's just a simple, like, they're not ignoring, they're just not looking, but it, it takes one thought to be like, Oh, they didn't, I don't think they like me. It takes one thought, y'all. Y'all, the brain is that powerful to make you think, oh, man, they don't care about me because they're not waving at me. It's, <laughs> so it said it's me. You're just waving, and it's like, I can't, yeah, I broke my seat. And you do this, and it's like, it's like, why don't you see me? Why don't you notice me? And we feel like that sometimes with people. We feel like that sometimes with ourselves. Where it's like, I'm unnoticed. But that's where, and I want to encourage you tonight. This is where, even though it's awkward in those moments, you feel unseen, you feel this and all that. But in verse 5, put verse 5 back up. Where it says, I knew you before I formed you in my mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you to the prophet of the nations. God knew you. I'm not talking about Jeremiah. I'm talking about you. God knew you when you were born. God knew you when you were formed and he appointed you for this time. Now, not from the 1950s or the 2085. He met you for now. So if you feel inadequate, if you feel unloved, if you feel unappreciated, you need to understand that God sees you, God hears you, and God knows you. He knows you. You want to know how I know? Because he knows me. And I would have never thought God wouldn't have known me. I would have never thought I would be noticed by the creator of the universe. I would have never known that I was known by I would have never known that. But it wasn't until I had that encounter where he told me, I've called you. I've appointed you for something. Time to get to work is what he told me. No, I told myself that. <laughs> but he, but God spoke to me and was like, it's time. I was 15 when I got called to ministry. And for a five-year period, I had no idea what God was going to do. I had no idea what God was going to do. I didn't preach for five years. I didn't do any ministry stuff watch for five years. I was just in fusion when it was called fusion, doing my thing, just going through it. I had a job, everything. I felt like the calling wasn't real because I thought I had heard God wrong. And I've told this before. I've told this story before. Um, when I was really, really done, I was like, Lord, I'm finished. I'm tired of this. There's nothing happening. There, it was a whole famine of not hearing God do anything about my calling. I was like, I'm done. I went to Kids Life to help with Kids Camp. And one of the, one of the greatest things, I don't know if y'all know who she is. Some of y'all do know Miss Kenetra. 
that used to be here. So she, man, dude, she, she hears from God because, because she came up to me one time and she, and I think I've mentioned this before. And she was like, I had a dream about you, Jacob. And I was like, really? What was it about? And she and she was like, I saw you preaching somewhere. I don't know where it is, but you're preaching somewhere. And when she said that, y'all, it just takes a word from God to just hit you. And what that did for me is that propelled me for the next three years to wait and wait for God to do something. Because it takes one word from God. Jeremiah, even after God encouraged him, he was like, I'm too young. Nothing's happening. There's a northern and a southern kingdom divided against themselves politically and all this junk, and they don't want to listen to each other. I'm not doing this. I'm too young. They won't listen to me. God said, I, it's funny. God said, basically said, I do not care. I do not care what you think of yourself. I'm going to change that. And he did. If you read all of Jeremiah, Jeremiah became a, one of the greatest prophets. His, the book of Jeremiah is one of the prophet books because he didn't let himself think of himself, the limitation that I talked about, the roadblock, the limitation he had on himself. He undid it when God was like, I do not care. I do not care. Not that he doesn't care about how you feel about yourself, but he understands. Pointed you to a time like this. But we don't accept it because, I don't know, scared, being scared or what you already tell yourself. So it limits you. It limits you. Something about if God knows you, and that's my point that you can put up, Matt. If because God knows my name, I'm called. Because God knows me, I'm called. There's something about when he knows you. And he knows every single one of you. You just don't know it yet. Deep down, you don't know it yet. But he does. But the problem is, is that you limit yourself and now you're stuck. It's like, I'm not called to anything, bro. I haven't heard from God in ages. Well, have you talked to him? Have you mentioned something to him about it? Have you consulted with God about something? This is where the roadblock, because it's not anything else. Listen, I have been made fun of, of being in ministry before. That didn't matter. Because being called is far greater than the opinions of people. It's far Someone's screaming outside. So, sorry, I get I get distracted. So being called is far greater than the opinions of people, but people don't limit you, y'all. It's not people. Because opinion doesn't matter. You can do what you can do whatever God calls you to do, and you will be able to do it no matter what people say. That's a given. But people don't limit you. God doesn't limit you unless he needs to. Nobody limits you. Nothing's limiting you. You are limiting you. You are limiting you by what you say about yourself, by what you let other people say about you. You limit you. But it's time to take the lid off. It's time to take the lid off that limitation of whatever you've told yourself. I don't know what you tell yourself. I have no idea. Some of it, you might think it's just plain for some of us. There's stuff you tell yourself that, you wouldn't tell anyone else but you. Anyone else but you. 
whatever big or small limitation you have, it's time to release. Because y'all, I thought about it. I, we were in our prayer meetings and I was praying with the congregation. I was doing one of the prayer nights and I prayed that I was praying to the Lord that we would break the cycle. And what I mean by that is we would break the limitations, break the habits off of our lives, because that's what's stopping y'all from purpose is when you let habits, when you let limitations come upon you, that you can't do it. You can't do it because of this. You can't do it because of that. You're limiting yourself. Because you have labeled yourself and now you can't do anything. You just have to sit back because you've labeled. You've labeled. I want to read one more passage. This is in 1 Timothy. This is a parallel to Jeremiah. Put up 1 Timothy 4.12. Oh, yeah, the cliche. But I want to read verse 12 to 15. I want you all to catch all of this. Don't let anyone look less of you because you are young. Here's the phrase, y'all. Be an example. That's, that's right there. Be an example. That is how you are able to unlimit that limitation. Because it says, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. So what does that mean? How you speak to others. How you live your life. Are you living it for God? Or are you living it for you? Are you doing it in love? Are you doing it in your faith? Are you doing it? I'm not just talking about purity and the sexual stuff. I'm also talking about in every aspect. Are you doing that? Verse 13. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Next verse. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you receive through the prophecy spoken over you. See that phrase, do not neglect. Always remember what God has spoken over you. This is a parallel because Timothy was going through the same thing. Timothy was young. Paul was trying to be his mentor. And this is what he was telling him. The same exact thing that God told Jeremiah. Do not limit yourself. Do not forget Neglect means to push away. Do not push away what God has called you to do. It's scary. It's intimidating. But do not forget the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church prayed and laid their hands on you. Next verse. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Real purpose comes from taking the lid off the limitation. You know your limitation. You know what limits you. You know what what stops you from doing what you're supposed to do. But because it's a limit that you've believed for so long, it's hard to take the lid off. When it's a normal to you. That's why, go back to uh, uh, 4.12. Matt, go to chapter 4, verse 12. Be an example to all, but these, the way you, the way you, uh, what you say in the way you live in your love and your faith and your purity. I want to tell you one word that you, I would hope that y'all study. Maybe you won't study. It's fine. But I want you to catch this word habits, repetition. The problem we have is that you can either repeat 
your desires, your human nature, or you can repeat. First Timothy 4.12. It's what you do every day. It's your repetition. It's your habits. It's what you do. It's very hard. Let me be honest with y'all. It is very hard to try and be like this when I'm something else. It's very hard to do these things, love on people, live, live a life of, for the Lord. It's hard to do that when I'm living in something else. It's very hard to do that. It is very hard to live pure when I'm stuck in this, in this inappropriate thought that I can't get out of my head. But because I'm so used to it, because I'm so used to the thought, it's hard to get it out because it's now become a habit. It is a habit now. It is my normal, my faith. I doubt because I haven't trusted God as much as I should. It's hard to love people when you're wounded. It's hard to love people when you've been offended to. It's very hard to be in a palace-like place and not be a forgiving human being. It's very hard because it's what are normal. Because you can let a disappointment do two things. You can learn to release because forgiveness is not just letting them slide and them doing whatever. It's releasing them from you to where you don't have to hold on to the offense because it's killing you. Or, or you can live with this normal repetition, repetition of hating everyone you meet, hating everyone you talk to, hating every single human being that looks like they cool, but they sound like they fake. I don't like this human being ever. You can do that. Or you can start to learn to release people from your life. You can learn to release. But the problem is, is the, it's the example. It's the principle. I talked about this in the first week. I talked about how we need to hold on to the truth. Not just, it's not just me. I did it with Dakota as an illustration. You, I can't just flip the pages, give you the scripture, and then you're perfectly fine. It's when I tossed it to Dakota and I told him it's when you hold on to it. It's when you hold on because Jesus told people who believed in him. He said, he said that you believe the lies of your father, the devil, that you believe the lies of the enemy, because if you were truly descendants of Abraham, you would do what he did. You would do what Abraham did. And it's the same thing for us. We would do the same thing that Christ does if we held on to the principle. That's what I talked about week one. It's the same thing with this, y'all. These, I'm not saying you're going to get this right away. I'm not just, uh, if, if, you're, if you cuss like a sailor, it's going to be hard not to cuss. It's going to be very, very hard. But it's because it has to become a habit. It has to become repetition, the way you live. It's very hard to get off of stuff that you've been into for so long. But it takes time. It's hard to love people again when you've been heartbroken. But that can happen again if you get in a repetition with faith and purity, that can happen. But the question is, is that are you going to allow God to give you the grace to make this the repetition? To make this the repetition. Repetition, repeating, doing the same thing. It's so crucial because, look, for me, I'm a carefree human being. It's my personality. I don't like doing stuff that's structured. It makes, it makes me, dis it's disgusting. It's a good thing, but I don't like it. But I've had to learn to do this. It's in repetition. 
It's in repeating the same things, just like it says, in love and in faith. All of those things. I want to end with this. I want to end with this before I finish. Like I said, it took me five years. I had a famine of God not talking to me for five years. That my calling, I never preached ever. Now, could I have said something? No. Uh, Yes, I could have said something. I could have talked about me preaching or me trying to do more in youth group, but I didn't. But I was waiting on God to give me the open door because I wanted to do this by faith, not just by pushing myself into something. I wanted God to give me the open door because if it's God that does it, it's more anointed than it was when you do it. So I had to wait and I waited five years. I waited a long time. And I'm telling y'all, if you wait for God to speak and you take the limitation off because those five years, you can lie to yourself for five years. When there's nothing that God has told you, you can lie to yourself. You can self-talk to yourself for five years. But it wasn't until God gave me a word and he spoke to me. And it took that limitation off because I stopped letting my lies and letting the devil mess with my head long enough. Long enough. Some of you in this room, you are limited because you have lied to yourself or you have let the devil lie to you. And he has robbed your thoughts. He has robbed the thoughts that you can have about yourself, about your calling. But because he's limited you, because he's limited your thoughts, it's hard to get into purpose. Being called is not in, it's not the identity part that I want you all to understand. Unlimiting that part is where God can do the most. I'm too young. I was like, no, that doesn't matter. I've called you to a specific purpose. And I will do everything in my glory to help you get it done. And that's where I am called comes in. Where you need to understand that God is not trying because because God's going to call you to something that you will never be prepared for. I thought I was so prepared for youth ministry, and then the first year goes by, and I'm like, I was not. I was not prepared for anything. Everything I thought I was going to be able to do never happened. But it's until Jeremiah took the limitation off. And he let God do what he was supposed to do. He was able to be a great prophet. Because he took the limitation off. Some of y'all are limiting yourselves to your calling. And God wants to break you free from that tonight. Because some of you in here have that limitation. But you have to break free from it. With every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. Tonight, this is an opportunity for you to let God give you the breakthrough that you are needing. Especially when it comes to calling. Especially when it comes to the breakthrough of knowing that the limitation needs to be taken off. 
you have limited yourself. Because people like to label stuff all the time. All the time. Especially in our culture. The normal is to label everything. You can't really do it because you're not in this. Or you can't do this or do that because you are this and that. We limit ourselves because we label ourselves. If God would have told 14-year-old me that I was going to preach in a bunch of a front a bunch in front of a bunch of students, I would be so scared. Cuz I was a teenager, I'm like, dude, I don't know. It's scary. It's intimidating to preach not just in, in front of y'all as students, but like to people in general. That's intimidating. What if they look at me funny? What if they don't like the message? All this stuff goes through my head. If 14-year-old me would have known but it wasn't until I was 15-year-old me that heard God call, and it's one word from God that just worked. And it took the limitation off. Because I hate the stage sometimes, y'all. I don't like preaching on the stage. Not because I, not because I, I, I don't like y'all. I love preaching to y'all. It's one of the greatest privileges and gifts. It's because of my flesh not wanting because it makes me so anxious. But it's when calling overthrows how I'm feeling in order for God to use me. I want God to use me. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to let God use you? Are you willing to let him take that limitation off? Are you willing to do what 1 Timothy 4.12 says where you would do this in a repeated time, in repetition, in a habit? Because right now maybe your habits are all over the place. But maybe you need to get your habits back to how you how you talk, how you live, how you love things, people, how you're faithful to the Lord, how you trust in the Lord, and how pure you can be. You can be pure. I don't care what you've done. You can be pure. You can be loving. Everything is redeemable at the feet of Jesus. Everything's redeemable. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give this you, I want to give you an opportunity. If that is you, if you are like Jacob, I have limited myself. I've limited myself. Everyone pay attention. This is serious. You've limited yourself. I'm not this or I'm not that. I can't do this and I can't do that. You've limited yourself. If that is you and God needs to break you free in this moment to take off this limitation. Throw your hand up. See that hand? Thank you, Lord. I see the hands. Thank you, Jesus. You can throw it back down. I'm going to pray over the ones who raise their hands. And I want you to understand something as we close. It's not just about calling. It's also about your identity and who you are. When you label yourself to something, you are giving yourself a false identity of who Christ has already called you or told you you were. In this moment, I'm going to pray for you, but in this moment, take your moment with the Lord with, a, with your eyes closed and get in a prayer moment with God. Have a conversation with God in your heart, in your mind, whatever you got to do, and ask Him, Lord, can you take this limitation off of me? When I have a limitation on my head, 
ask him that. I'm just giving you an example. limited myself. Take that moment with him. Father, I pray for a breakthrough over every limitation in this room, Lord. That the lies of what they've told themselves, the lies of what the enemy has told them can be broken off. That they don't have to live thinking that they're just this or they're just that. Lord, that's just such a toxic limitation, Lord, because they can do so much more. They have so much more of a capability because you have called them to something. So, Father, we ask, Lord, that you give them the breakthrough of this limitation. Lord, that they'll be able to do what you've called them to do without any limits, without any any boundaries, so to speak, Lord, when it comes to your purpose, Lord. We ask that you break this, that you obliterate this limitation, that this won't stop us from doing what you've called us to do, Lord, because we are called. No matter what it is, Lord, we are called. We are called to do the work of the kingdom. You have given us this opportunity. So Father, we ask every limitation broken in the name of Jesus. Every limitation that we've spoken over over ourselves, Lord, help us to create a new habit. Lord, a new name. Lord, a new habit. Lord, help us to speak things over ourselves of what you have spoken. Not what we say, but what you have said. What you have spoken over your people. Speak through what you need to speak thank you Lord I pray a blessing in this room Lord God I pray as we go home Lord we are safe on the road Father I pray that that this message hits the hearts of not just everyone but Lord whoever really needs to hear this word Lord let it not fall on deaf ears Lord let it be so in their hearts that they don't have to be limited anymore to what they've spoken over themselves that they can speak what you have spoken over them. We thank you, Lord. We praise you and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord.